Tis awesome. A huge thanks to the programming team and, and making all this. Welcome to our summer, summer school series. Now, I have heard some boos so far about this summer school series. I'm trying not to take that too personal, but, but I'll be honest. I, I kind of relate with you. Like, I'm not so sure if a summer school series sounds like fun or if summer school sounds like a nightmare. Again, anybody know what I'm talking about there? I, I finished my master's. I, I graduated 2019 uh, leadership, a uh, master's in leadership. And I have, maybe you can relate with this, I have this recurring nightmare that actually I'm not done, right? That, that paper, uh, they, they sent it back, I got corrections to be made, uh, I haven't actually graduated. Does anyone else have that uh, nightmare? Like, it is a recurring nightmare in my life, but alas, here we are. And what we thought we'd do is just kind of go back to the basics. You know what I'm talking about, like freshman 101 class uh, on some topics that we believe are so important to what it looks like to follow Jesus, to be a follower of Jesus. And I'm so confident no matter where you're at uh, on the journey, and and don't you know, we're all on a journey, uh, all at different places and spaces on the journey, but we're all on a journey with Christ. And whether this is a refresher course, or maybe this is some of the first times you've ever heard some of this, either way, I I believe it's going to be good. But before we go further, go ahead and bow your heads, and and I just want to pray. God, I'm, I'm happy today. I'm excited today. Uh, You never fail. You've never failed, Lord. That's who you are. It's your character. You are faithful till the end. And we just pray you'd be faithful today to speak to us. Because we did come to meet with you. And so meet with us and speak to us by your holy word and by your holy spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, here we are. Daily Christian living. That's our topic today. What does it look like to live the life of a Christian? Now, we do have some handouts, and Chuck has actually got some in his hand uh, with some fill-in-the-blank spots. So if you did not get a handout, put your handout up high. We got some people in the back over there. Uh, Anybody else? Yeah, let's make sure we get a handout. Now, I will say this to you, David Buchanan, because I see that your hand's up. I just want to encourage you, homework is optional, and there will be no test at the end. So... There you go. You're you're welcome, sir. I was thinking about it this week, actually. I I, I was excited about this. I I love talking about what it looks like to live with Jesus daily. But then this thought came to mind. Like, before you can really daily live for Christ, you got to know Christ. Does that make sense? I mean, it's it's so simple. But before you can daily live for Christ, you got to know Christ. Do you know Christ, church? Do Do you know Jesus? Well, maybe you're sitting here today and you're actually like, well, Pastor Dan, I don't. I don't know Christ. I don't know what that even means. Like, what does it look like? What does it sound like to have a personal relationship with God found through Jesus? If you're sitting here and you don't even really know how you got here and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't have that relationship with God through Jesus. I have really good news for you. The Bible tells us that God loves you. In fact, He made you. He made you in His image. You're very special to Him. He knows you. He loves you. He he wants to be with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants a relationship with you. But we know as we look at the history of humanity, the history even of what's going on now, and even the history of our own lives, there's decisions and choices that we've all made. And our, our sin, our rebellion has tried to separate us, right? Break us from that beautiful relationship with God. But the reason we're here today is that God, even when we weren't faithful, He always was. 
God never gave up on us. And so he sent his son. He sent his son, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Messiah. He sent him, and through his life, through his death, through his resurrection and ascension, we now have this opportunity to be in a right relationship with our maker. I mean, this is incredible. Aren't you thankful for Jesus, LifeSpring Foursquare Church? I'm so thankful. Just Tuesday morning, our, our daily reading plan, we were reading, and there's this guy named Apostle Paul, and, and he's talking to people about Jesus. It's in Acts chapter 13, listen to what he says about Jesus. Again, I'm so thankful for the Lord. He says, through him, through Jesus, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. There's some Christians that don't even believe it. I mean, that's how good it is. That's how full of grace and love and mercy and justice that is. That through Jesus, everyone who believes in him is set free from every sin. So where sin tried to separate us, where sin tried to destroy that vertical relationship with God, but also, come on, destroy the horizontal relationship that we have with others. But no, God came in. He invaded this world by his love, his grace, his mercy, and he restored those relationships. He healed those relationships through Jesus. And so if you believe in Jesus, you're forgiven. You're set free from every sin. Where sin had a grip on your life, you've been set free. And there's nothing that compares to believing in Jesus. You put your faith in Jesus and everything changes. I say it often. Jesus changes everything. Romans 10.9. Most of you have heard this before, but if you haven't, uh, this is going to encourage you today. It, it just tells us simply, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And again, I don't know everybody in this room. I wish I did, but I don't. But God knows you. And if you feel that he's pursuing you today, if, if there's like that tug on your heart that maybe you can't even explain with words, but you, you know that he's calling you to something bigger and greater to follow him, I just say don't ignore that voice any longer. Be brave. Be bold. Say yes to God. Even as I'm blabbing away, all you got to do is declare with your mouth, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. And I believe in my heart that you did what you said you would do and that by the Holy Spirit you raised from the dead. If you do that today, listen, you will be saved. You'll be forgiven. I don't care what you've done. I've done some things too. You want to stack your sins up against mine? I kind of feel like mine might even be greater, but it's not even about us. It's not about what we've done. It's about what he has done. And if you put your faith in Jesus, you will be saved. If you make that confession of faith this morning, by the way, I, I would love to meet you. I, I'd love to talk to you more after service. Uh, it's the best decision you're ever going to make, and, and I want to celebrate that with you. All right? You okay, church? Kind of quiet today. I'm missing my people, like my wife and Laura, like the people that, like, respond. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was thinking earlier this week, actually, how much I love you. <laughs> I love this. I, I'll hear from pastors sometimes. They'll be like, you know, like sometimes you have those Sundays where you just kind of phone it in or you, know, you, you did what you did, but Monday morning you wake up depressed. That's just not me. Yeah. I, I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to be with you. I, you make me happy. I love being with you, Life Spring. It, it, it is so exciting 
to be in a place like this. I know it's my job, but I just got to be honest. Like, it's awkward to me when I don't get to be here. Like, if I'm gone, I'm just like, oh, I got to get back. Like, I love being here. It's powerful because I was thinking about it again this week. We're all different. And praise the Lord that we're different. We're unique. We're all special in our own ways. We got different personalities. And aren't you thankful? I mean, I would not want to be in a room that everyone had the same personality as me. It would be an exhausting room to be in. Like, can this room just calm down for a second? <laughs> but what do we have in common? It's Jesus. Why do we gather? It's Jesus. Why are we here on a Sunday morning? 9, 9.30 on your day off. What are you thinking? You're thinking, Jesus saved me. And I got to get to a place where we can celebrate and worship Jesus together. I love it. This is a Jesus place, right? This is a Jesus place full of people saved by him. But then I was thinking, like, how do you get to walk this out? Like, this belief in Jesus, how do you walk it out? And someone prayed this actually during our pre-service prayer, like, where it's not just a Sunday morning experience, but it's Monday, Tuesday, you know the days of the week. Like, every day of the week, right? A daily walk where we walk out this belief in Jesus. Because believing in Jesus, it's not just like a statement like, I believe one plus one equals two, or I believe this carpet is a really interesting color green because i believe that (laughs) but that's not the belief we're talking about right we're not just talking about that kind of belief we're talking about it's more than a statement it's a lifestyle does that make sense it's more than a statement it's a lifestyle it's something that you get to walk out in your day-to-day life And again, I've already said it, but belief in Jesus changes things. It should change how you talk. It should change how you walk. I got got 20 more minutes. I'm not even going to try to describe and explain what all this looks like, but this is what I want to do. We're giving you two bullet points today. Two bullet points on how do you walk this out. How do you walk out your belief in Jesus throughout the week? I believe the Holy Spirit, He's here. He wants to speak to you. He wants this word to fall fresh on our hearts today. And I just believe this. For some of you, maybe not everybody, but some of you, you're going to leave here committed to this, and you're going to live like never before. First point is this. You want to daily live for Christ. You want to daily live for Christ, then you've got to daily live by the word. It's got to be your bread. It's got to be your sustenance. You got to feed on this every day. Don't try to live without his word. And it's got to get deep. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, in our world, we do not need some kind of surface level Christianity going on here. We need a word that's been planted deep in our hearts. Listen to the way the psalmist writes it in Psalm 1. He says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. Who meditates on his law day and night. But listen to this. It gets better. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. I was reading that this week. Man, it hit me deep. Like as you meditate upon his word, fall in love with his word every day, morning and night. You're like a tree planted by streams of water. It got me thinking. Many of you know I did my undergrad at the University of Wyoming. I'd never been to Wyoming before, but I'd watched National Geographic. I saw Yellowstone on the tube and I was like, that's where I want to go to college. I want to go to college in Yellowstone. 
Little did I know, if you've been to Wyoming, you're laughing because you know that Yellowstone is in the northwest corner of Wyoming, where Laramie, Wyoming, where the college is, is in the southeast corner. You've been there. That's, go Pokes. Hey, so, Yellowstone, not Yellowstone. <laughs> it, I'm not, this is not an exaggeration. It is 7,200 feet up in elevation. It was the highest college in the United States. In more than one way. And so here we are, 7,200 feet elevation. But it's not mountains. It's high plains. So it's flat. It's windy. Some of those places, they can't even keep topsoil on the ground to grow crops. That's how windy it is. And there are no trees. And so, again, I hadn't visited Wyoming before. I'm on my way with my brother. Uh, We see a, you've heard this story before. I see a green sign that says Laramie and then the number four. And I just started crying. Like, I'm going to spend the next three years of my life four miles away from this. Like, it was nothing. But I'll tell you what. Driving on I-80, south of the state, every once in a while you'd see a row of trees. And if you saw a row of trees, we started saying, I'll pay you a dollar for every tree you see. I mean, that's how few trees. But if you saw a tree, what else was next to that tree? Water. And if you've grown up on a farm, anything like that, you just know that if you see a row of trees, what is that? There's probably a creek there or there's a stream there. Church, that's who we are. And sometimes I just feel it with Christians like, You're just letting the spirit of the age and the things of this world just take you up and down and back and forth and to and fro. That's not who you are. When you got the word planted deep inside your heart, you're just, mm. you're like a tree, secure, bearing fruit. You are prospering in Jesus. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yes. Got to fall in love with his word. Meditate on his word. I love how Paul says this to Timothy. He says, from infancy, Timothy, from infancy, you have known the holy scriptures, the sacred writings, which are able to make you what? Wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. He says, Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed. It's all useful for teaching and rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God, that's you, church, The servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Did you catch that? He says those sacred writings, those holy scriptures, they make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Have you noticed the Bible is so good at lifting up the name of Jesus? I love it. The Bible Project. uh, Many of you are familiar with the Bible Project. Go to BibleProject.com. You're going to see videos and podcasts and blogs and all kinds of things to help you fall in love. But they say it this way, that the Bible is a unified story that what? That leads to Jesus. And see, all of us need these sacred writings, these divinely inspired writings. We need them. What? To reveal to us the heart of a father. To reveal to us the love of God, the grace of God, the justice of God, of a good father, and all his characteristics that are displayed through his son. And it happens when we read it together on a Sunday morning. Again, I'm so glad you guys have been coming. It's powerful as we read together on Sunday mornings. But life groups, anybody in a life group here? The power of a life group, right? As you read the Bible together in your life group or or even by yourself. As you sit there with the Word, you meditate in the morning with a good cup of joe. And you find the life that is found 
through Jesus in his word. I want to say this before I move on. I don't know if this is nice or not, but it's true. Put in the work. Put in the work. Don't get passive with the Bible. (laughs) There's a lot. I mean, have you noticed like everyone needs employees these days, right? Because no one wants to work. Let's not bring that into our faith with God, right? Put in the work. Dive in deep. I mean, these sacred texts, again, they got treasures that are just waiting to be mined. Too many people just kind of dabbling in, you know, just kind of tipping a toe in, kind of just trying out Jesus, trying to even do the Christian life without truly diving into the Bible. There's no reason to do that. Get familiar with His Word. Read it every day. You know, I've been running a lot. Last few years, even with my healing and stuff, I'm just like, woo, I can run and praise the Lord and I feel great. But I've noticed, you know, I do it probably four to five times a week. But if I don't do that, it's amazing how quickly I get out of shape. I'm also just older than I used to be because, like, things creak a lot more and faster than they used to. But, but I've also noticed this, and maybe you can relate. If I go even, like, four, five, six days without running on that fifth, sixth day, you know what I'm thinking? Well, I don't really have to run or you know another one this is one of my best phrases that i'm just like get behind me satan because when it pops into my head you know what i'll just do it tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow never comes i think it's the same way with the bible like this is real <laughs> Let, let's be transparent this is real well I'll, I'll just do it tonight and then tonight never comes well, i'll just do it in the morning the morning never comes don't put it off Put in the work, stay in shape, read the word, and grow in God. Before I move to my next point, I actually want to show you an Instagram reel. Uh, I think this is just a powerful display of what I'm talking about, the power of the Bible. It's a younger person, and I think she just started reading the Bible in 2021. But let's go ahead and watch this together. Marks the first time I felt God's presence was when I was like 10 years old and went on a little mission trip to Waco. It was there that I really felt like... God became real to me and became a relationship that made sense in my mind. From there on, I just was like, oh, I know Jesus. I know that the Bible is truth, all of these things, but I wasn't really in community. So I didn't really know how to live out anything that I had heard in sermons or anything. And it really wasn't until honestly last summer in 2021, I started randomly listening to Jackie Hill Perry. She knew what each book in the New Testament was about, which to me seems obvious, but at the time I didn't actually read my Bible ever. That really inspired me to start reading it. And I think I started in Matthew. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard all of these things in sermons, but I've never sat down and read it for myself. And I just started reading it for hours and was just blown away by like meeting Jesus in the word. And from there, I was like, why did no one ever tell me to read my Bible? Like this is such a crazy different experience. And ever since then, it's just changed my entire walk and like how I pray, how I pursue community to like be encouraged by other believers. And yeah, I feel like that was really the missing piece for me was actually reading the Bible. Whoa, come on. Isn't that good? Read the Bible. She's like, no one ever told me to read the Bible. I was like, oh, I better tell my church to read the Bible then. (laughs) All right, that's number one. Number two, daily live by the Spirit. You want to have that daily life with Christ, you got to daily live by the Spirit. If you are forgiven and free in Jesus, if you're made holy and righteous in Jesus, then guess what? The Bible tells us because of Jesus, you now have the privilege and honor of carrying the very presence of God within you. Did you know that? That the whole... Holy Spirit is here, amen, but he's also here. Did you know that? Did you know that? 
And he's here. I, I just was with um, a lady. She's 83 years old. And she's been a Christian her whole life. And she said, I just discovered, like in the last couple of weeks, that the Holy Spirit is with us. She said, why didn't my pastors ever talk about the Holy Spirit? Another one of you that is actually here today, you said, yeah, I was in a church and they, the, they found out that one of the books was talking about the Holy Spirit. The pastors found out. We were reading a book about the Holy Spirit and the pastors took all the books and got rid of all those books. So, did anyone grow, in, grow up in a culture like that? I know that's my wife grew up in a culture like that. But the New Testament, I mean, if, if you're not into the Holy Spirit, then don't read the Bible. Because the Apostle Paul, he talks so much about living by the Spirit. The entire book of Acts is one big historical account of what it looks like to live by the Spirit. It's, and you know, it's absolutely my favorite thing to talk about and to preach about. There's this great section in Galatians 5. I'm not going to read all of Galatians 5, but I want to read a part of it. Please listen. Man, if you get this right, what I'm about to read, if you get this right, so many pieces in your life will begin to fall in place. Look at this. This is so key right here. Listen, the Apostle Paul writes, verse 13. He says, You, my brothers and sisters, hey, family of God, you were called to be free. Amen. But don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Right? Don't just do whatever you want. No, you serve one another humbly in love. You could do a five-week series right there, right? Serve one another. Four-week series. Humbly, where? In love. He says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, mm, watch out. Or you will be destroyed by each other. So he says, walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. And guess what? You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Isn't that good? He says, hey, you're called to be free. Don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. No, use your freedom to serve one another radically and humbly in love. You've got to love each other. Walk by the Spirit. You know what happens if you walk by the Spirit? You're going to start loving people. So we might need a few more Christians in this world to walk by the Spirit. I feel that. Don't you feel? I feel that in my own life when I wake up on a Tuesday morning and I'm like, and I go on the news and I'm like, have you ever gone on Twitter? It's like, <laughs> but then it's like, no, 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 Dan, that's not who you are. Come on. That is not who you are. You have been set free. Live by the Spirit. Verse 17, he says, the, the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. The Spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. I mean, they're in conflict with each other. That you are not to do whatever you want. Whoa, that like speaks against our current culture. But see, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. See, the acts of the flesh, they're obvious. Obvious. This long list. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraftery, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. Oh, and if I didn't say it yet, and the like. (laughs) I warn you as I did before. Those who live like this, man, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, and this is so encouraging. This is how I want to live, church. I, I'm not perfect at this, but man, I got a passion to live this way. 
The fruit of the Spirit is what? Say it with me, church. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us. Help me. Change my heart. Because if you live that way, it says against these things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions, its desires. And so since we, come on, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Do you live by the Spirit, life spring? Oh, come on, you do, right? That, there is no Christian life outside of the Spirit-led life. You live by the Spirit, so keep in step with the Spirit. Daily, minute by minute, hour by hour, keep in step with the Spirit. And don't become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Again, daily Christian living, found by daily living by the Word, but also being led by the Spirit, day by day by day. Anyone familiar with a pastor, Steve Shell? You heard that name before. Some of you actually probably attended Northwest when he, when he was there. One of the things he would often talk about was the wine and the bread. You ever hear Pastor Steve talk about the wine and the bread? When he was talking about the wine and the bread, what was he talking about? He was talking about the wine of the Holy Spirit and the bread of his holy word. And so I emailed him. I was like, Steve, I need this in writing. Could you explain to me what you mean by the wine and the bread, the, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Word? This is what he wrote back to me. He said, hi, Dan. Thanks for asking me about the wine and the bread. He says, the way I heard it from the Lord was this. This is so powerful. He, the Lord told him, my bread must be fed the wine and fed the bread to grow healthy and strong. He says, I understood the wine to be the presence of the Holy Spirit. The wine to be the presence of the Holy Spirit. See, Pastor Steve, he believed that by having a congregation enter into the presence of God in worship, kind of like what we've been doing today, he believed this, that, and he still believes it to this day, he believes that it's a personal taste of his presence that then you can take into the week with you. Does that make sense? That even what you experience here, then you take that into your day-to-day life. You want to experience that on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday train. He says the presence of God is transformative. He says it literally changes the way we think and feel. Praise the Lord, right? It's an essential element where God speaks to us personally. And then he says the bread is the word of God. He goes, but that doesn't mean just any sermon. It means allowing the Bible to truly raise up topics, to allow the Bible to speak to us. It allows us to see that God's word is alive and it changes the way we think. Again, church, when was the last time you allowed the Word of God to change how you think? He concludes by saying this. He goes, when people have these two elements, I have observed that they grow and they develop as disciples. When they do not, even if one of the elements is missing and the other is present. This is so good. He goes, they often stay in a weak condition of just surviving in their faith and not growing and not discovering They're calling. And sadly, over the last 17 years of pastoring, I've seen this played out too many times in people's lives. People who have put the faith in the Lord, have committed and believed in Jesus, but they haven't committed to walking that out. Haven't committed to daily living by the Word and the Spirit. Steve is right. It results in a weak condition where you're kind of just surviving instead of thriving. And you're not growing and you're not walking out the calling that the Lord has on your life. 
I mean, this is one of those areas where the accuser, where Satan, you know he's at work. He's trying to convince you, right? He's he's trying to convince you, hey, no, 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 you can live this Christian life without the voice of God leading you, right? You can live the the Christian life without his word and his spirit leading you on a daily basis. No, no, no. you just kind of tack on Jesus, get that, uh, you know, get out of hell free card, put it in your back pocket and just remain the same. Just do what you've always done. But if that describes where you're at today, and it probably describes all of us from time to time. Don't you know there's seasons in life, and and we all hit that season. But God's grace and His mercy and His love is here. Do you know that? Again, He is here, and He's here. And because of that, if that's where you've been, you don't have to stay there any longer. I say that with such confidence today. Right now, you can make the decision, regardless of what you've done up to this point, you can make the decision to live by His Word and Spirit. You can commit to daily working it out in the gym of faith. If you make that commitment, He will help you. He wants to help. He loves you. He's for you, not against you. You make a commitment, I'm telling you, you take one step towards Him, He runs towards you. He'll give you the strength that you need. To do what he's asked you to do. I've seen it a hundred times. As you live by the word and the spirit, you can be healthy and strong. In fact, if I'm honest, that's one of the, probably one of the main reasons I'm still here. One of the reasons I'm still a pastor. I've seen so many of my friends kind of call it, you know, good and, and move on to something else. But one of the main reasons I'm here is because of you. And I told you at the beginning, I love you. But I also want you to hear this. I've been so encouraged by your testimonies. Someone called me this week just to, to share a good story about what God was doing in their life. Would you just continue to tell me? Would you just flood my email box with all the things that God is doing in your life? Because I, I'm encouraged by the testimonies, your testimonies of how you're walking this out, how you're daily living for Jesus. I, I've witnessed with my own eyes the radical transformation that happens when a person commits to living by the Word and the Spirit. There are so many of you in this room that are living this way, right? It's the testimony where you discovered and really it was a rediscovery of a passion for the word. I love our daily reading plan. I'd love for you to join it, but I I love the way some of you are like, I've never done this before, Dan. I've never read the Bible every day before. And oh man, just the words are leaping off the page or jumping off the page, just hitting me in my heart. I love the way some of you are just like, oh man, like I didn't, again, I didn't even know the Holy Spirit was a thing, like he was the forgotten member of the Trinity, but now I I just am tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, and he's not like good, like Bette Mittler said, somewhere off in the distance, but he's like good here, and he wants to lead me and help me. Man, I love your testimonies, church. I'm easily fired up, but I'll tell you, your testimonies are firing me up. So here's one of your homework assignments. If you see someone doing this, if you see someone that they're living, right, they're a person of the word and they're choosing to live by the spirit where like you can just see the fruit of the spirit all over them. Like if you dare hug them, like you just get the fruit all over you. Like if, if you know someone like that, again, there's so many examples in this room. If you see someone like this, this is your homework. Be brave and ask them out for coffee, right? Or, or, or just ask them, hey, would you tell me your story? we got to learn from each other, church. It's going to be so much more effective 
than just going on YouTube and watching a sermon. We've got to learn from each other. Again, we're all on a journey. I don't care how slick and well put together that person on YouTube is. They got stuff and they got issues, right? No one's perfect. But the idea in the community is like, you know, I just, in a certain area, whatever that area is, I just need to find someone who's maybe a little bit further on the journey than I am in that area. Anyone tracking with me right now? Just someone that's a little bit further in that area. And, and would you just tell me your story? And I'm, I'm telling you that you, you meet with someone and say, hey, like, I see how you're living, you know, and just fall in love with the word. Can you just tell me how'd you get there? Like, how do you do that? And people love to talk about themselves. So just ask a question and let them go. I want to encourage you that they're they're probably going to talk about some hardships. They're going to talk about some trials. They're going to talk about times when they wanted to give up. They're going to talk about times when they wanted to throw in the towel. But then they're going to talk about how good God was and how faithful he was, how he helped them, how he led them. And you're going to leave there with some wisdom nuggets. You know what I'm talking about? Just some wisdom nuggets that can what? Can help you on your own journey. Like my walk with Jesus, I'm not a self-made man. I, I am desperate for the community of God, for the body of Christ. Because my walk with Jesus It has been wildly influenced by just those kinds of conversations. See, I learned the necessity of reading my Bible. And maybe I'm weak, but if I'm weak, praise the Lord, because when I'm weak, he is strong. But in my weakness, like he knew I needed people like my parents, but not just my parents, but people like friends in college. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Family members, pastors, aren't you thankful for pastors that are able to just come alongside and challenge you? Because we're kind of like, I don't know. And then the pastor said, hey, you were made for more than this. And I needed that because then I went home. I was like, oh, God. Oh God, I might, I might be selling myself short. I might be living right now for lesser things. And you've called me to greater things. Aren't you thankful again? The people in your life that can call you to greater things. Or the whole thing with the Spirit. And I just said, you know, the Spirit's my favorite thing to preach about. That doesn't just randomly occur. You know why I love to talk about living by the Spirit? Because I too have walked through some stuff. And when I was in my worst condition, you ever feel alone? Like, oh, God, I am an ant on an anthill, and no one knows me. And it was in those moments of desperation when a spirit-filled Christian, this happened so many times in my life, they felt led by the Lord to text me or call me. I know some of you guys don't like personal touch. And I don't know if I even did either, but I remember in college, back when I didn't even know if I believed in the Bible, and that pastor would just come up and he'd hug me and say, I love you, Dan. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but I learned how to say, I love you too. The Spirit was using that man in my life And he wants to use you in that same way, church. He wants to use me in that same way. That's why I'm addicted to the Holy Spirit. Because it's not just about doing something good, but it's doing what God is asking you to do in the timing of God with divine appointments at just the right time. And it's so life-giving. 
so life-giving when someone does that in your life. It inspires you to do the same in somebody else's life. Again, daily Christian living. And I have so many examples, by the way, of that. And Angie Jones, Grace, Kyla, so many people in my life. Brayden, who just at the right time, led by the Spirit of God, speak into my life. I want to invite the worship team back up. And I, I just say, if the Lord is speaking to you on any of this, just please listen to what he's saying. And this is a holy moment. I believe God is here. And if you're a believer, man, he's sitting here like he's in you right now. And if he's speaking to you, please listen to what he's saying. Because if you commit to living this way, it will change your life. And I have a hunch that some of you are really ready for a change. I'm excited to think of those of you that are going to leave here with a new and fresh commitment to read the Bible. I'm excited to think about those of you that are going to leave here with a fresh and new passion to be led by the Spirit. And ultimately it comes down to this. Why would we even be led by the Word and the Spirit? I believe it's to what? To love God and to love others as ourselves. Because there is the greatest commandment. And there is the great commission. And we cannot do it by our own strength. We need the Lord. You need the Lord. Don't indulge the fleshly desires any longer. But instead serve one another humbly in love. And by the word of the Spirit, we can do just that. Would you stand with me? I want to pray for us. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. What you did on that cross, what you did in that grave, has made a way for the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. We thank you for the holy scriptures, the sacred writings that continue to reveal to us your love, your heart, your passion, your grace, your mercy, your justice, and reveal to us your son. Lord, would you show us once again what it looks like to fall in love with your word? And Lord, it is so easy, I've found, to Turn a deaf ear to your spirit. And yet even when we don't listen, you're still calling. (laughs) And so, Lord, would you speak again today? Some of you, even as I said that, it probably even just moves you to tears because you know in your heart you love God. You love the Lord and you want to live by the Holy Spirit. And yet there's something that happened. There's a disappointment or a discouragement or, or a loss. Or, or an unanswered prayer. Something happened that just kind of caused you to, to fade. And I just want you to hear this. The Lord loves you today. And He's, right now, he, He's not needing to come find you. He's with you. He's inside of you. He loves you. He's not here to condemn you. He came to save you. And all I just say is, by His grace and mercy, listen to Him again. The sweetness of His voice that calls you son and daughter. And I would just say, call back to him, Abba, Father. 
thank you, Jesus. We want to daily live for you, Lord. Daily live for you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to